was preparing for tonight, I saw um, one thing. I, I saw, um, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Praise God. Mm, mm, mm. I saw, um, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Mm. Hallelujah. I, um, thank you, Lord. Well, let me do something else. I praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I know what I saw, but hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're so precious. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, what uh, One thing I heard at home, well, I saw the Lord at, at home go around uh, the room here and uh, lay his hands on people. Hallelujah. And I really specifically heard for you, Eric, I heard the Lord say, continue your pursuit. You're about to have an encounter with God. So continue on the pursuit that you have been on. Hallelujah. And then as I was here, I, so I knew God was doing some things in some people tonight. and uh, But I saw um, a hook. I, I don't know how to describe it. I've seen pastor or at, on farm equipment or things, something like this, like a little, like a little plate of metal, like a little plate that you'd have a flat plate of metal, and it had a loop on it like that, like a loop, that something you could hook a hook on. And I just saw the Lord put those little plates of metal in men's hearts throughout the county. And he's going to hook a hook on them, and he's just going to draw men to himself. And that's for the hard ones. They're going to have to have a little plate and a hook and be drawn a little harder. But then I saw the whole, I saw Jesus just go like this to some people whose hearts are more tender. He could just go like that and say, come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. So God is inciting hunger in his people. Hallelujah. I'll read this prophecy to you. After last week's message on the unseen realm, a couple of days later, this was on uh, uh, Lynn Hammond's website, and it was a prophecy that came in January of 11. You've wondered in your heart, why is this happening this way? Why is this unfolding? Why is this occurring? I've prayed. I've believed. I've exercised my faith. I've spoken the word. I've stood and I've stood. And you've wondered, why is this unfolding in my life? Why are these things happening? I don't understand. The Lord would remind you that there is a realm beyond this natural arena, much larger, much more significant in scope a realm that the natural man does not see nor understand, a realm that you will not penetrate naturally or have natural understanding of, a realm that I've described in my word as the unseen realm, an eternal realm, a realm where a war is being waged of such magnitude that the individual cannot even imagine, a war that has its effect and impact on your daily life. And you'll not understand why some of these things occur that do in your life. And that's the reason, saith God, I've said not to lean to your own understanding that there are things now that you won't understand. You see as though through a glass darkly. But know this, saith God, regardless of your natural understanding, my word is a lamp unto my 
your feet. My word will guide you and give you a system of supernatural navigation in an arena of warfare that often you don't even perceive. So it is vital, saith God, regardless of your understanding, that you remain firmly anchored in the truth of my word each day, proclaiming the truths of who you are in Christ, and you will find your life unfolding in victory and in blessing, saith God. Hallelujah. So that was a good confirmation to what we're even teaching on the unseen realm. Hallelujah. And uh, could we do something about the tinny sound of this microphone? Hallelujah. Okay. Praise God. So we're going to continue what we did last week. So I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. Hallelujah, verse 9, about the unseen realm. And we will review some things we did last week, but we're going to also cover some new areas, I know, by the Holy Ghost. Matthew 6, verse 9. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. So uh, in that prophecy, it talked about that some of the things we see happening and we wonder why even some of the things that we have to either fight a a a faith battle or things that we have to maybe stand and contend for well it's because there's a war that there is a there is an arena of darkness out there in the unseen realm that's not primarily our focus as we're teaching on the unseen realm we're more coming at it from the direction of that there are things god wants us to see there are things he wants to unfold and reveal to us and he does and he's going to do that but he cannot do that if we are like duh I didn't even know there be a spirit realm. I didn't even know it had much significance other than I know there's a heaven and I know I'm going to heaven. You're going to have to have understanding from the word of God that there's more to it than that and that the unseen realm is not just relevant when you get to heaven and not just relevant for uh, like even the warfare part, but relevant on your in a day to day in your day to day life as far as how you uh, relate to God and and the things God wants to do. God wants every person in this room to have an encounter with him. Hallelujah. You will never be a strong Christian based on just words or just you went and hear a preacher. And and you've got to have an encounter with Almighty God. If you don't have encounter, and we should have continual encounter with God, but if you at least didn't have an encounter with God at some point in your life, you will not... very long walking with God. You will not be able to stay connected just because some preacher preached and you walked up the aisle, maybe caught up in the moment of whatever, or everybody is walking up, or you even got saved at a funeral because you were sad that day. You know, people get really emotional at funerals and make decisions and then go home and don't do anything. Hallelujah. I've heard of that myself. And so, uh, uh, that's not that you got to have an encounter with God to have sticking power and stay in power. Hallelujah. You're going to have to have an encounter with God that'll give you the strength to go through the hard times, the good times, the bad times. Hallelujah. The ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, the hallelujah. When in season, out of season, you're going to, if you've had an encounter with God, there's something about it that your life is changed. Your life is affected forever. Hallelujah. Your heart's touched. You know, you, and, and, and nobody can talk you out. Out of it. Listen, if you can talk, be talked out of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and tongues, then you didn't have the encounter I had. 
because I had an experience. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get all preached up and lathered up. Would you hand me that bottle? <clears throat> I had an experience with Almighty God, and there's nobody that can talk me out of it. Hallelujah. I think we don't see enough baptism of the Holy Spirit experiences like that now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't think we see enough salvation experiences where there is an encounter with God. I read something Monday night at prayer. I don't have it with me, but it talked about how you can see the one, the two, the five, the ten walk down the aisle and it be all flesh. It be all totally not of the Spirit. And he talked about how in revival, and this was, uh, Duncan Campbell wrote it, and he's an old timer. It was an old article. It was a reprint of an old article, and he was involved in the Hebrides revival, which was in the late 1940s. And he said that when, when true revival comes, that, uh, that, uh, that men get saved and, that, and nobody even has to pray with them. He said 75% of the people saved in the Hebrides revival got saved on the way to church. Hallelujah. We need to have that kind of revival instead of some man-made manufactured thing. And that's what we're pressing for in this church. Something greater. Hallelujah. Something that gives people sticking power and staying power. Hallelujah. I encourage you to seek God. If you've never had an encounter with Him, it's not His fault. we got to seek Him. Praise God. Back in the charismatic days, I remember uh, there was a seeking. There was a seeking. We would seek. I know some friends of ours that gave their testimony that got us hooked into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They were Baptist and they heard about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they started seeking God. And, and one of them just couldn't seem to receive. And he went out and got in an old box out in the barn and shut the lid. And he said the dog came up and, and tried to sniff him and, and everything. But he was like on a mission. I've got to receive this experience with God. And I tell you and they and I and they have those people in Roscoe Texas had such an experience with God that it not only shook their town but it shook ours because it got all the way over to Seagraves which is about four hours from Roscoe hallelujah Matthew 6 verse 9 hallelujah after this manner therefore pray ye our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I heard somebody say, and I tell you what, I believe this and I release my faith for this. I've been involved in the Lord's Prayer. God's had me involved in the Lord's Prayer for at least four years now. Uh, uh, and and, 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 and uh, that, that when you pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, it brings angels on the scene. Hallelujah. But let's drop down. We won't read the whole thing. Uh, it says, uh, And lead us not in temptation, verse 13, but deliver us from evil. Hallelujah. We ought to be praying that more. That we don't encounter temptation. We ought to be praying over our kids that they don't encounter temptation. Oh, hallelujah. Much better to never encounter it than to encounter it and try to have to try to somehow, some way overcome it. Hallelujah. But deliver us from, uh, lead us not into temptation. Lord, steer us around it. 
steer us around the temptation that would cause us to sin, but also the, the, the things that would cause us to, to be weak in the flesh. Deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Say this with me. The kingdom, the power the glory. Not one in the same thing. Not one in the same thing. This is three things. The kingdom first, the power, and then the glory. Family, if we don't get a revelation of the kingdom, we won't have the power. And that's what we're doing now. By, if you don't seek God and begin to, to enter in and see the things of the kingdom, you won't ever be able to manifest His power and then His glory, which is high, the highest. Okay, so let's uh, turn to, the, uh, to, Ma- to John 3 again, and we'll just remind ourselves that the kingdom of God is unseen by natural eyes. Would y'all agree with me on that? Okay, John 3. Uh, The spirit realm, I want to declare and say this, is more real, more real than the natural realm, but it is unseen with the natural eye. The spirit realm is more real than the natural realm, but it yet is unseen with the natural eye. John 3. And we're just going to review a little thing, a few little things tonight. But, you know, you we don't get it all the first time. Jesus answered, verse 3, and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's why we have so many preachers today preaching junk is because they're not even born again. And they can't even see the kingdom of God. My Lord in heaven, the Episcopal Church last week just decided to bless gay unions. And the Episcopal priest in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, on TV, said, well, there just seems to be some things in the Word of God that don't pertain to our day. Dear God, you can't get that ignorant without a devil helping you. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. So family, we're going to preach it strong and we're going to preach it long. And it might not be popular, but one day it will be. One day when times are more desperate and people are more hungry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to hold strong. We got to know the truth and the truth make us free. We've got to face the truth. Hallelujah. We got to preach and not be afraid of what the men's faces and what they say and the government. And the government, you know, they trying to shut churches down and stop things and do all sorts of things even now. I mean, you can find those things and read about things that are happening like that. Hallelujah. But I like that song. Unchangeable. Unstoppable. Hallelujah. Unshakable. That's what God is, and that's what the kingdom of God is. And He's still on the throne. Hallelujah. Are y'all with me? Verse uh, 5. Did we already read that? Jesus answered, this is Nicodemus, to Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit... Uh, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God because Nicodemus had a question. Not a bad question, but just like, well, I don't get it. How can you go into your mother's room and be born again? He said, well, I'm not talking about doing that. I'm talking about two births. I'm talking about being naturally born into the earth, which is a requirement, a requisite. Hallelujah. Thank you. Angels can't do what we do, although they do a lot and a lot more than we thought. Hallelujah. But... 
now, but also you must be born of the Spirit. And like Pastor says, this is true. We got a lot of people that say they're Christian and they wouldn't know God if you walked down the street with a red hat on. They're not even, they're not Christians. They're Christian in name. They're Christian. It was like in, when I was in school, you had to fill out forms and put things down. And, and the forms would say, are you Protestant or Catholic? There was nothing in between. And people are like that. Well, are you an atheist? No, I must be a Christian. But being not an atheist doesn't make you a Christian. Ye must be born again. And if you're not born again, you're not born again. Hallelujah. Praise God. You have to have had, had an experience with God. It doesn't take a lot, but it takes believing. Hallelujah. Believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Believing and knowing. Hallelujah. Knowing, knowing who He is. knowing the You've got to be able to understand the principle. Hallelujah. And if nobody ever preached it to you, how can they hear? How can they hear without a preacher? Or how can they hear with a preacher that's not preaching the Word? They aren't hearing. Now, I'm not against Episcopalians. My uncle, when he got married, he left the Baptist church and joined the Episcopalian. And because of my grandmother and her prayers, they're all saved. They're saved Episcopalians. Hallelujah. Praise God. But thank God for a praying granny. Thank you, Jesus. She prayed us all into the kingdom. Hallelujah. Number verse 8. Thank you. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. This is not something you can... Listen, you got to believe it. You aren't going to be able to prove it except with the witness of your heart. Hallelujah. you got to believe it. That's why, well, I, you know, I can't see God. I'm just not going to believe. Well, there's a lot of people out there like that, but they, they aren't going, they're not going to enter in. They're not going to be in, they're not a part of the kingdom. They're not going to be a part of the kingdom. Verse 11, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do not know and testify that we have seen and you receive not our witness. If I told you earthly things and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Hallelujah. So, um, you know, really and truly, uh, the the, the salvation and the new birth is something that happens on earth. It's not something that's going to happen in heaven. Although it is of the unseen realm and it is supernatural, it is an earthly experience. And he says, if I'm telling you that, Nicodemus, about something on earth, which is the new birth, how and and you don't believe about that, how will you ever believe if I show you about heavenly things? Hallelujah. So that would explain why a lot of people don't believe things today. Well, I don't believe in tongues. Well, you know, you might not even be saved. If you can't believe in, if you don't believe heavenly things, I'm wondering, are you believing earthly things really? Are you, do you really believe in the new birth? Hallelujah. Well, some do, but they've just been had, you know, they've been uh, religiously brainwashed instead of spiritually taught. Hallelujah. Matthew 13, 44. Let's go over there. Matthew 13, 44. I want to tell you something. Whether you realize it or not, you're making a big difference in your family's life. Because we, my, I was raised uh, with honoring God and all that. And 
And I was saved when I was in fourth grade, when I was 10 years old, summer after fourth grade, June of, two th- of, June of 1964. Yeah, some 1964, June, I got saved, born again. And uh, uh, yeah, that's coming up on a bunch of years, isn't it? Hallelujah, like 60. In two years, I'll be 60 years. Oh, my Lord, help me, Jesus. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so, but anyway... But I had a grandmother, great-grandmother, not even my grandmother at that time. I had a great-grandmother. Y'all be quiet over there. Y'all are disturbing me. Hallelujah. I had a great-grandmother that was uh, baptized in the Holy Ghost. She was Pentecost. She was Assembly of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. And she, of course, believed. And we laughed about it and, you know, snickered about it. And, you know, oh, she believes in tongues, speaking in tongues. And, and we made fun of her a little bit. And, oh, she don't, she didn't like, boy, she didn't believe in TV, really. She thought it was a sin. They preached it was a sin. But the kids bought her a TV. And, and so she'd sneak home from church on Wednesday night and watch Wagon Train. You know, even though it was a sin, she couldn't hardly stand not to watch Wagon Train. And she'd sneak over to the store and buy her a six-pack of Coca-Cola, you know, when it was in the bottles, every day, and drink about of a six-pack of them every day. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, um, <clears throat> but, you know, even though we didn't understand and we didn't know anything, just because she believed... I never didn't believe it was okay. I never thought this is of the devil. I never bought into the the lie of the religion. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you're doing some good. Even though your family might be snickering behind your back and they don't understand you and they think you're weird, when push comes to shove, they'll believe just because you believe. They'll, they might not believe in it for themselves, like to receive it, but they'll know it's not of the devil. And one day God will put that little plate on her heart, and he'll put that little loop on it, and he'll hook a hook in it, like he did for Michael and Debbie Billings, and he'll just reel them in. Hallelujah. And it might be cause of adversity. There was a little bit of adversity in our lives. We were farming and we were going uh, downhill financially in a hurry, in big hunks and chunks of amounts. Because when you're farming, you're not going down with little amounts. You're going down, you know, you're borrowing $100,000 at a time. And you miss a crop and they just have to roll that one into the next year. So that means the next year you got to make that much again and hallelujah. So we had a reason to say, but we, we didn't know we were seeking God for that. But we just were like, we're kind of desperate. And you know, it just makes you open to some things. Hallelujah. Matthew 13, 44. And again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. The kingdom of heaven is, a, is treasure, it's hid, and it's worth giving everything up for it. There is not, it's worth everything. And don't, and sometimes you do have to give everything. Well, God wouldn't make me give up that. Just watch. There's been many a man that had to give up an old unbelieving wife. You don't, 
really, Norval Hayes, I can name them. I'll just start naming them. That had to give up a wife because they knew they had to go obey God and preach the gospel. Norval Hayes, Ed Dufresne, I can name them all day. You may have to give up everything, but it's worth it. It's worth it. I hope that doesn't happen. There's been people that had to, 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 the Bible talks about that it'll put a division between you and your children sometimes, the gospel will. It'll turn mother against daughter and mother-in-law against daughter-in-law. Doesn't it say that? Well, I tell you what, folks, people don't pay those kind of prices if they hadn't had an encounter with Almighty God. But if you've had an encounter with Jesus, yeah. Thank you, Lord. David Dixon. There's another one. Had to give it all up. Hallelujah. It's time to become highly highly conscious of the invisible unseen realm, the spirit realm. It is our birthright. Now, I want you to remember this tonight. It is our birthright. It is your birthright in Christ, your new birthright. It is your birthright to see. I'm going to show you in the Word, John 14. It is your birthright to see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. John 14, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. The works that I do, shall he do also. Now that's big, isn't it? But let's read that another way, maybe a way you hadn't thought about it. Let's read it this way. The things I can do, Jesus saying to you, the things I can do, you can do also. Doesn't that, does that not, that doesn't change the meaning, does it? The things that I do, you can do also. Hallelujah. So he was healing the sick. He was doing a lot of things, right? Well, you can do those things also. He was opening blind eyes. You can do those things also. But let me show you something else. He said, the things that I do, you can do also. So turn to John 5, 19 now. And keep that in mind, the things that I do, you can do also. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, there also doeth the Son likewise. Now let me read it again. The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth. He seeth. He seeth. Remember what we were talking about? The things I can do, you can do also. What could Jesus do? See. Now, He didn't do this as the Son of God. He didn't see because He was the Son of God, did He? Because He left all that behind. He saw because He was anointed by the Holy Spirit when the, He had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He saw. And He said, I can. You can, I can see. Jesus can see. Therefore, you can see. Because anything I can do, you can do. When He was on the earth, anything He could do while He was on the earth, you can do also. And seeing was one of the things He did. Seeing. Another thing He did 
that we can do also was he was translated. He was he passed through the crowd, passed right through there in their midst. Hallelujah. Okay. So it's our birthright to see. Second Corinthians five seven, we walk by and not by sight. So we walk by another realm. Something that we're seeing in another realm. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? Why would we even need faith if we weren't going after something that's not seen? Something though, not just anything, but something promised to us, something that belongs to us because of the new birth, hallelujah, which the kingdom belongs to us. Didn't Jesus say, little children, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom? Hallelujah. So we are by faith seeing what's been given to us. Well, you say, well, I don't understand why I'm not seeing. Well, probably just one reason. You hadn't been taught to look. You may have even been taught to try not to see. Because you know you might see something you don't want to see. You might see something. You might see a devil. Hallelujah. Oh, you don't have to try to see one of them. Just walk outside and look around a few places and you'll see. And you'll see it. You go, you'll see it in people's eyes. You'll see the devil. Hallelujah. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'm excited about this. I'm tremendously excited about this. So uh, how do we... Get things out of the unseen realm. We talked about this last week. Romans 4.17. We won't turn there, but remember, it says Romans 4.17, how God calleth those things that be not as though they were. Hallelujah. So we call things from the unseen realm into the seen realm. In other words, healing. Why? Because we know healing belongs to us. Is that not correct? 1 Corinthians 14.2. For he that speaketh in tongues, in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth them. How beaten the Spirit, he speaketh mysteries. Or uh, he speaketh divine secrets. Pastor pointed that out Sunday morning, and I, I like that. I had had that wrote down one time too. 1 Corinthians 2.7. Divine secrets. If it's secret, that means it's hidden. Well, where is it? It's in the unseen realm. So when we pray, we speak to God, and we're talking about things that are not seen. So therefore, tongues are creative. I want to say that tonight. When you speak in tongues, you're calling things that be not as though they were, and, and you are actually creating. You are actually creating your future when you speak in tongues. You're bringing your future into being. Even before you know what your future is supposed to be. Now you can wait until you know. Or you can go ahead and start. And then you can start praying and believing God. and You know, doing it all by uh, the uh, natural way of praying. You can pray totally out of your head. And you'll hit a few things. 
but you will get far further, far faster if you pray in the Spirit and you begin to pray your future out. 1 Corinthians, where am I? 2-7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world in, unto our glory. So here we're these, he's speaking the wisdom of God in a mystery, hidden wisdom, and it's, it's tongues. Hallelujah. Hidden wisdom, mystery, tongues. Hallelujah. How many want to bet it's a <laughs> telemarketer? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Boy, there's a bunch of those out there. Luke 8, 10. I like that one that says uh, the telemarketer, or I don't know what they're what they're doing it they're saying it's not I guess they're selling anything they're they're say they say uh uh no 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 <laughs> no this one says uh it we have noticed that your computer is doing this and uh and I said oh this is a scam and he said ma'am ma'am how could this be a scam I have your telephone number I have your name I thought you really do think I'm, I guess there's a lot of dumb people out there. <laughs> he said, do you use Windows 7? I said, I'm not answering any of your questions. If you know so much, you ought to know if I'm using Windows 7. <laughs> I mean, I just get aggravated with them. Boy, I'm just, you know. And um, so they call me back again today. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> and he was just, he was, I think he was Pakistani or something because he had that accent. And he's telling me. You know how this is not a scam. There's no way this is a scam. I have your name. I have your number. You know, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. <laughs> hallelujah. You know, <laughs> uh, okay, where am I? Luke 8.10. This is important, so we got to get back on this. Luke 8.10. It's a... Unto you it is given to know the mysteries, there we go again, of the kingdom of God. It's been given to us to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Say, it's mine. It belongs to me. Yeah, you've been given to know the mysteries. Well, how are you going to know them? Well, one way is speaking in tongues. Because you're, you're praying the wisdom of God in a mystery. Hallelujah. Speaking the wisdom of God in a mystery. And you know, and eventually it's going to become, it's going to come to your mind. You're going to, your the plans are, are going to come to your mind. Hallelujah. When we pray the wisdom of God in tongues, and when we study the Word of God, and I want to encourage you in this area, there are truths embedded in the Scriptures that are not just on the service. How many of you have discovered some of those truths that are embedded deeper than just on the surface? Hallelujah. And sometimes even, uh, I know Joe Morrison stuff, because he begins to show us things about uh, on the second day Jesus did this, and on the third day, and it would just uh, uh, seem like that that the writers are giving us a chronology of well, Jesus did this so many days, you know. But the, but we know if you go deeper, you find out he's talking about uh, he's talking about the uh, the days that are one thousand year days, you know, and how on 
two day the church the church ages two days long and Jesus for two days did this it says in one place in the gospels he taught the word of god for two days I, I, it was that when the woman at the well after she came she brought the men they said tarry with us and teach us and he stayed two days and taught that's the church age two days and then he says it when he went back to the jews on the third day. And on the third day, which is what we have entered into now, the two days the church age is up. We're, we're kind of in a transition period now, but we're at the beginning of the third day. And, the, and so now all these Jews are getting saved. It's a phenomenal thing what God's doing among Jews and Muslims, appearing to them. Appearing to Hasidic Jews. I read this to pastor this morning. Appearing to Hasidic Jews, the rabbis, himself, getting them born again and then telling them, don't come out of the closet yet, I'll tell you when. And then you're going to come out and you're going to tell everybody Jesus really is Messiah. It's happening. It's happening. Hallelujah. And I, I, I was telling Pastor about the story of the Jewish man in Tel Aviv who had the same dream for 90 days. He had the same dream 20 times. And it was about, uh, you know, it was really about Jesus and a white horse. A, a man came on a white horse and, uh, and, and all this kind of stuff. And so he asked every rabbi in Tel Aviv. He asked every rabbi in Tel Aviv. And... Uh, Nobody could tell him what it meant. And then they had a March for Jesus rally in his streets of Tel Aviv. And he went out, and he was so desperate, and he went and asked them, said, Sir, sir, can you tell me my dream? And the guy said, I don't know. What was your dream? He told him, and he, and, uh, and he, and, uh, and uh, it happened to be a pastor that he told that. And he showed him, he showed him in the scriptures. He said, read this. And he read it, and he received Jesus Christ as his Savior. Hallelujah. So dreams and visions. See, I told you he's putting a plate and a, and he's not just going to do that for the Jews. He's doing it for men and women in Tuscaloosa County and he's just drawing them to himself even now. Hallelujah. I'm excited about this. Yes, not just the the ones down in the bar, but the strong men and strong men and leaders of our city even. Hallelujah. So there are truths embedded in the Scriptures. The more intimate we become with our Lord, the more revelation we will have. We're on this quest to get more intimate with the Lord, to soak in His presence, to get before Him. The more we get intimate with the Lord and the more we press in to be with Him, the more revelation we'll have. I'm going to encourage you, don't get left behind putting yourself to natural things. We're spending a lot of time. If you take advantage of what we're doing in this church, and a bunch of you aren't taking advantage of what we're doing in this church, the times we're praying, and the times we're, because we're praying several times a week. If you add it all up, it, it, it adds up. And, and you're going to fall behind. I'm going to tell you, you're going to fall behind. God wants you to stay uh, with the church and us to move as a corporate body into the higher things of God. And there's nothing so important as the things of the Spirit. 
And we are all having to make adjustments in our priorities and in our in our lives. But, you know, thank God he's given us a hunger and he's making us able to do so. And he never calls you someplace and asks you to pay a price for something that he doesn't reward you. In fact, I love that scripture it says what you do in secret, he will reward you openly. Hallelujah. So the time we take, there is an open reward for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We were created, 1 Corinthians 2, 9. Now, y'all don't get mad at me for requiring of y'all, because there's no new baby Christians in this church building tonight. There's no, there's no, you know, visitors. Everybody in here knows what, what we're called to do and what's expected in our church services. So don't get mad at me. But if you don't want to be here, don't be here. Hallelujah. But there ought to be a respect for the Word of God. And I'm going to stand up for it. I'm going to stand up for the Word of God and the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Sevregere bu frangara shi frangeso tifasai. Ye van do shem bo frede bonzi van de bo si. In this day, saith the Lord, chaos will increase more and more, and order will be hard to find, and things that link things together will be found dissolved and falling apart. And you will look and not see, and you will listen and not hear in this day without me. But in this year and in this time, saith the Lord, I will set before you a pattern and an order, and I will draw you out of the chaos and the disorder. But you must be intently and, and, and passionately in the way that I have brought you to in this time. You must stay on course. And as you do, exponentially and in multiplication, I will begin to bring it to you in such a way that every day will abound over the day before. And you will see and you will know so that you will go. But be warned. And know this well, saith the Lord, that it is sinking sand all around you. And one step off of my path in this day will bring you much sorrow and much stress. And you will look to me in those days and cry out to me and say, Where is your mercy? My mercy is now, saith the Lord. And my mercy is extended to you in this day, saith the Lord. Avail yourself of me in this hour, that I might not only bring you out, but that I might make you my demonstration in these last of my last days. For I have set things in order, and I will not go contrary to the way that has been set. These days must be fulfilled. And I have set you in the midst of those days that you might bring forth this gospel in this hour as I bring forth my son 
and the close of this day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're close with this. This is the scripture, Proverbs chapter 1. This is the scripture that goes with what the, the message of prophecy that Pastor just gave. And that message was a message of warning. This is a scripture of warning. I'm sure you've read it before. Verse 20 of Proverbs chapter 1. Wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the streets. I want to tell you something. Wisdom has been crying out tonight to you. She crieth in the chief places of concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city, she uttereth her words, saying... How long, ye simple ones? And this is wisdom is out there in the gates of the city. It's everywhere, crying out. It's on the TV, crying out. Wisdom is. How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit upon you, and I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called, and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But ye have set at naught all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your Fear cometh, when your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they that hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Boy, this has been a, a uh, interesting night. Hallelujah. Even from the soaking time and uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We just had a really a tragedy in our city. And I'm going to talk about in a week or two, part of seeing in the unseen realm is being a watchman. And God has called this church to be a watching church. And to start watching and catching those things and stopping them before they happen. It could have been stopped. But you have to be, you have to see it in the spirit to stop it. And we, so there's no condemnation. We're learning. We're just now kind of learning to pay attention when we see a, you know, I know we've been training and being with y'all several years now where even on Monday night we will say things like, well, what did you see while we were praying? Family, that's training. Oh, I didn't see anything. I just was over there like a knot on a log, just kind of dozing, really. Uh, well, hallelujah. This is training we're supposed to see. And we have to see if we're going to stop things, not just for our city, but we can in our neighborhoods. Last night, Monday night, we talked about being a watchman for our neighborhood. We could start there. I don't know anybody that lives down there, but, you know, and we may have, God may give us other assignments. I want to encourage you tonight uh, to be a watchman uh, for, uh, and I'm doing this, and I encourage you to, but you have an interest in some, I mean, in something. For instance, uh, 
uh, whatever school, rock quarry, wherever rock quarry, you know, you decide what can happen there. You declare and say what can happen at Hillcrest High School, Hillcrest Middle School, Rock Quarry Elementary. I know we have somebody there. Whatever schools that, hallelujah. I know First Presbyterian. Hallelujah. And begin to decree and declare and say, there ain't no guns coming there this year. That will not happen. In Jesus' name, I forbid it. Because whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Hallelujah. And that will be exposed in Jesus' name. Now, and we could, you know, I said, Lord, oh, I was mad. I just, I just hollered at Pastor. He was in the other room and I was like, come in here right now. There was a shooting in downtown Tuscaloosa. I was just so, and I was like, man, we should have got that. The Lord said, well, uh, you know, it could have been worse. We might have got some of it Monday night. I don't know. We didn't specifically pray for it, but we prayed in the Spirit. Yeah. As of last night, nobody had died. I don't know today. I haven't heard. I tried to look on the Internet, but I couldn't find anything. So it's an interesting time. It's so interesting to... We've got to be alert. You know, First Presbyterian, I have grandkids there. Inglewood, I got a grandkid. Hillcrest Middle, I got a grandkid. And I just took authority today and I said no. And I and I want to, let me touch you. Well, I don't have time for that. But anyway, when you're praying, Pam said, go ahead and tell us. <laughs> but I want to, how you watch is, when you're praying and you're praying in spirit and you said, now, Lord, I just lift up Hillcrest Middle School or whatever. Uh, and one thing would be really good is if you went there and saw it so you'd know what it looked like. Any place that you're covering. And also put your feet there. Because there's a spiritual principle to putting your feet. But this is the reason God has put us in this city is in this place. But when you watch and pray, you just see, you just shut your eyes and see the hallways and you see your, you just see the, the school and you see if God will show you anything. And what you see, you stop or you call it, ask it to be exposed. Exposed and brought to the light. Hallelujah. And let me just say one thing. If you want to stay out of a heap of trouble, even apart from prayer, skip prayer, skip all of that. If you want to stay out of a heap of trouble, go home at night. That will save you a lot of heartache. Right there. He could have gone into a church, is right. He could have gone anywhere. And it could have been in the daytime, so I'm not saying that that's the whole solution. But that would be a, a, big, a big solution is just go home at night. Don't be out roaming the streets. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But we've we got to pray. we got to be watchmen on the wall, and we'll learn more about that as we go. Because that's part, that's part of the reason for seeing in the unseen realm. 
two sides of it, double-edged sword, to call into being the things God wants to do, of course, but to stop the things the devil's doing. And the church has got to get up on the wall and start watching because we've let the devil take a lot of ground in America. We've let a lot of things creep in that should never have creeped in and a lot of things be jerked out that have never should not be jerked out. So prayer being one of them and so forth. So my point is this, and the whole night is we got to see and we have a right to see. And God's creating a desire in you to see and pray. And you need to take advantage of the opportunities that are afforded to you right here at River Church so that we can create more opportunities. Hallelujah. Let's pray tonight. I'll pray for you. There are not words for this prayer. In, in my English language, I just, my heart is just crying out to you right now. For our church, for our county, Father, for those that are wounded from that evil man's attack. For their families. And Father, for those in the county that are going, why? Even for those, Lord, that are saying, why would a good God let... Oh, Father, our hearts are crying out. Our hearts are crying out. Lord, we know this is not something that any man can do. This is not a work for flesh. This is, has to be a work of the Spirit in Tuscaloosa County and in Alabama. And Lord, we just open our hearts and we open this church to you and more of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we want to be a church. that doesn't do anything by the flesh, but does what we see our Father do. I know this is time to go, but I really saw, I saw this. I saw some of you come to this microphone and say something. Maybe one of you, maybe several of you, but I saw that happen just now as we were praying. Let's let God finish what He started tonight. So come up here. If you're to say something, a word, a sentence, a prayer, something you saw, something you've heard by the Spirit, obey God, obey quickly. I have unction to say, if you see yourself doing something in the Spirit, do it. And then you'll be given, you know, it'll be explained further, you'll, you'll progress further.
If you know you're supposed to come up here, but you don't know what you're going to say, just come up. I just want to say that um, God had told me that now is not a time for compromise, that we have to know who we are, and we have to stand our ground, and we have to come out from the world and be God's people. That's, that's what God told me. Thank you, Lord. I was reminded tonight of something that Wayne Goss said when he was here. He didn't make a big deal of it, but he said, what would Jesus say about a neighborhood, about where he lived, about his city? That's what we're supposed to do. Thank you for reminding us. I had forgot that. I just want to say, um, before on the services, during prayer, I saw something in the spirit realm. Um, it was a while back, but it was just, you know, uh, it was a Christian praying, a Christian man praying, and all of a sudden in his prayer he just had the, the Roman garb on, you know, the, the crazy hat and everything, and the, you know, the real muscular form and everything, and he wasn't preparing for battle, but he was preparing for victory. And there's a difference in that because whenever, if, if I ever see a, an angel that's ready for battle, he has this sword drawn, he has, you know, and whenever you see someone who's prepared for victory, they've already won, you know, because uh, you don't prepare for victory before a battle. You don't go in there and you're like, okay, I'm ready to win, and you, you're just like walking around, and you're like, you know, I'm ready to win. You, you have to actually draw your sword and, and jab somebody or do something, you know. So, um, but going back to that, like tonight, I just feel like it's, it's, it's just the, 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 the persistent push on my heart is, you, you're, there's a battle. Like, I, I can see a battle out there in the spirit realm between angels and demons and everything. And you gotta, you gotta enter in. You gotta see what, see what you see. Believe that it's there. Because if I see something in the spirit realm, sometimes I'm like, you know, my imagination is, is just awesome. No, you need to actually pray it out. Because I'll see things that, um, you know, it's just a nasty demon-looking figure that angels are, oh, that's cool. No, you need to be like angels. I give you the strength, and I give you the, you the authority to fight it because the angels don't have any authority. They're your angels. They do what you ta they tell you to. So I just think that the thing is you got to you got to realize that there is a battle to be won, and we can't always be prepared for victory. I think that a lot of the time the message is prepare for victory because God wants you to be like, yeah, you're the victor. You've already won, but you still got to gotta use your words, and you got to be able to say, this is what I see, but this is what's going to happen in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Well, we definitely are co-laborers with God. He's going to take us and him. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I'll give anybody else a last opportunity, but we'll close this down if you don't take it real quick. I just, um, during prayer, I just saw a beautiful, beautiful sunset that we're standing and facing the sun. It's just a beautiful orange yellow glow and the warmth from it just saturating us. I don't, that's why I kind of hesitated. I don't know. Glory. It's glory. It's glory. 